This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 326. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. Also joined here by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. He doesn't really tweet, but he's on there. Uh doesn't really tweet. I don't. I don't think I've tweeted since like 2011. Maybe 2014. You didn't have a Twitter in 2011. Yeah, that's true. 14. So, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, super duper. You know, super duper. Yeah. But dealing with the sickness. Yeah. Dealing with the sickness, and it's not good. Down with the sickness. Yeah, I am definitely down with the sickness, but right now it's not feeling too good. Uh, is all this allergy season just started to go into my my nose, my throat, awful stuff, awful allergy season out there. It's unfortunate. It is. It is. But obviously, more important than me, Brandon. How are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. And there's that catchphrase. Yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. So, how was your week? My week outside was, of professional wrestling, it was good. Went to New York City, as I said last week's on last week's show that I was going to be going. Yeah, to see uh, the price on Broadway. Uh huh. It was good. It's it now was this, uh, one with Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's cool. And Mark Ruffalo was in Scotland filming Avengers, so that's he wasn't there. So that's that stinks. Yeah, but the understudy was good. Yeah, the understudy was good. Yeah, it was a good was show. Any uh, other known uh, actors and or actresses? Yeah, Tony Tony Shaloub was in it. The guy that plays Monk. Okay. Uh, also in Men in Black and other stuff. And then the woman. Why did I think he passed away? I don't know. And then the woman, right. I, I think the woman's name is Jessica Haish, I think. Jessica Haish. She's from, uh, she was in Breaking Bad. And oh. she was on Friends. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know her, but, yeah. Yeah, I I actually never seen Breaking Bad before. Yeah, I've never, I have no interest in that. Now I'm kind of curious to see who this is, Jessica Haish. I think it's H. E S C H T. Uh, she has a familiar face. And then the the understudy, I, I forget his name, but he was he was in a uh, few things too. What? Do you know the name? No, I don't. Ah, uh, no, oh, that's why she looks familiar. What? She's in the episode that aired recently. Of what? Well, Friends? yeah. Seinfeld. Oh. The, she's the uh, gymnast in Seinfeld. Or yeah. no, she was in that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was All a good right, cool. show. Got to see Danny DeVito. 
Now, did you need a magnifying glass or no? No. I, Were you able to actually see him? Yeah, I was very pleased with. I sat literally the last seat in the in the in the place, and it's not really. It's not a big theater. It's like seven hundred. What did it say? Maybe like just under eight hundred people in the theater. All right. In the American Airlines theater in New, in New York City. And it looks like beautiful and stuff inside. I, I guess. I, don't know, I always like the theaters. Like, I I always admire like the architecture of all of it because they always have very like very uh, richy. They have like a richy look to it, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean like, that's because they they were. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the. It was known as like the sophisticated people would attend there, and uh, the rich and wealthy would go. But I, I love the place. Do you have any other place that you're going to go to coming up? No, not yet. Any interest in any? I, it's like I I kind of want to see um, Groundhog's Day, but like I, heard, I don't. I heard a lot of people talking about that. It's supposedly really good. I, I want to see. I wanted to see a Bronx Tale too, but somebody said it wasn't worth it. Yeah, I think my uncle Robert, uh, your cousin, saw that. But I didn't hear anything about that. And then the other one that you just mentioned. Um, what did you just mention? Groundhog Day. Yeah. Is that like strictly based off the movie? Yeah, but it's like it's musical too. Huh. Yeah. And uh, I, I hear really good things about it. The up here at Proctor's, they're having a cabaret come around. Yeah. I don't, uh, this I don't, month. I don't need to see that. I'm I'm interested. I just heard really good things about it. So I'm interested. And then I was I was very close to buying tickets to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's a play? Yeah, a musical. Huh. And I read reviews about it, and it's getting like the absolute worst reviews ever. Wow, worse maybe, than Spider-Man, I was going to say, maybe not worse than Spider-Man. All right. <laughs> but, I think uh, everyone knows how, how much of a debacle that was. But like, and then I hear like these radio ads and whatever, and they're like, "Come see Charlie the Chocolate Factory, best play ever." Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, I'm "Like what?" I'm <laughs> reading like these print reviews, and it's telling me this show is garbage. Yeah, it's like best play ever, says the producer. Yeah, best it, play it, ever it, says the actor that portrays Charlie. It really is like that. Yeah, and, and it's like, like you such... see those things like uh, like South Park would make a spoof of it, you know, where it's like I've seen this person said this, this said this. Yeah, but it's like super disappointing because like, I mean, first of all, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the movie itself, garbage. Absolute garbage. The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The old one or new one? There was no old one. The old one is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. So. Oh, you're talking about the. Uh, the, the, the Johnny yeah, Depp garbage. Johnny Depp. Okay. But. It's Wait, like so what's this? Is it that it's the same thing? What? Yeah, it's the same show. Yeah. But that movie was garbage. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, uh, I thought it was sure. It was a little bit out there. Yeah, so I was I had like high hopes when I found out Charlie and Chocolate Factory were coming to Broadway, but it's getting terrible reviews. My yeah. neighbor, it's funny like my neighbor saw it and she said it's great for kids but like don't expect the movie. And then, like, I'm reading other reviews, and it says, like, the only thing that the the songs have in common is that they're not memorable or something wow. like that. Yeah. 
Stiff ratings, huh? Yeah. That's interesting. Another one, a terrible review, was uh, something like, oh, don't don't worry, diabetics can also go to Charlie and the Chocolate <laughs> Factory because this movie's not, I mean, this show isn't sweet or something like that. Wow. I was like, that's a weird thing to like. It's a weird Broadway show review. Clever. Clever. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's cool. Yeah, and then afterwards I went to uh, Junior's Cheesecake. Junior's? Sounds familiar. I don't even think it's called Junior's Cheesecake, but they're famous for cheesecake. Uh-huh. And uh, I went there the last time, too, but the sh- I, Junior's is so good. It, I was, it took so much out of me not to order a piece of cheesecake. It's just, I, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to spend eight bucks on a piece of cheesecake. I, I don't get that, how sometimes people, up, like, charge so much for this stuff. I mean, it is New York City, but I have to say, Junior's is one of the best pieces of cheesecake I've ever had. I forgot where, I, I was watching, like, I usually watch on BuzzFeed, a lot of the BuzzFeed videos on YouTube, and they have these two guys go out, and they'll test, uh, do, oh, like, the food tasting. Expen- the least expensive and the most expensive? Yeah, and they, like, two weeks ago, I think, they did one of cheesecake, and, and I the, just... The most expensive was what, like, a thousand... Was it? Yeah, it was over it a thousand was, or way over a thousand. I I don't recall, but it, I think it was over a thousand. It was a, it was a stupid price with stupid <laughs> ingredients. Yeah, it's like we're gonna put some gold leaf on top of it. So yeah, this like, way I don't charge I'm you a million eating, dollars. I'm not eating gold leaf. Like what? What do I need that for? Yeah, I, no, thank you. Yeah, but, it's like oh, try our world's most uh, expensive Sunday. Give me a scoop I, of ice cream, and and that that's your Sunday. Yeah. You don't need to put caviar in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they were talking about like, oh, yeah, no, this this delicacy has caviar in it, but this is different caviar from every other thing. So, of course, it's going to be a lot more expensive. And it's just like, really? Why? But Yeah, caviar, right. I'm not – I'm good with that. I don't need to eat that. I will tell you, I could go for a cheesecake right now. Yeah, dude, the the red velvet cheesecake. A bunch of people kept getting it, and like the they kept passing it around, and I see it, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks so good. And you, why didn't you? You, you why not split it with someone? I'm not because even four bucks for that isn't four bucks for a cheesecake is not bad for half a slice of cheesecake. Yeah, that's true. But I I I ended up I got I got a burger. And uh, my friend and I split a grilled cheese because he like needed a grilled cheese. So so you got a burger and a grilled cheese. Yeah, but I didn't eat. All right, I didn't it's eat a good the, thing you didn't get the cheesecake. I, I took the burger and half the grilled cheese home because I just sat there filling up. They give you uh, all you can eat: pickles, beets, nice. and uh, vinegar coleslaw. <clears throat> where where is this again? Juniors. Yeah. Where is it in relation to like Penn Station? Uh, it's on. 46th Street, I think. It's like, I mean, uh, Penn Station's on 34th, so it's not a bad walk. It's they time, have to it's go Times there. Square. Yeah, I'll go there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to go to that, like, they have that, that uh, grilled cheese place, too, and where it's all special grilled cheeses. Yeah, I'm good with that. I don't need to go there. All right, well, there's a few good places in the city that I want to check out. And Junior's gives you free refills on sodas. Which is huge. If you know Brandon, you've ever been out to, <laughs> you know that is huge with him. 
I mean, it's also a huge thing for New York City. Do do you have any? uh, Do you have what do you have for soda? Are there free refills? I don't ask what do they have for soda. Okay, he, what do you go for? Coke or Pepsi? It's Diet Coke or Diet, Diet Pepsi. Coke. It doesn't matter so for it's me. Diet Coke, but right away, are there free refills? Yeah, because like you want to know, like if there's not free refills, then I'm just gonna sit there getting water. I don't need to like, because then I'm gonna want more and more soda. I'm not gonna keep spending oh three bucks, six bucks, nine bucks. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, so they give you free refills on that, and uh, I mean it's it's kind of like it, it depends on what you order there. It's like a pricey place. It's uh, first of all, it's New York City. Yeah, everything in New York City is pricey. Second of all, it's a kosher style restaurant. Okay. So it's like that already is expensive. Yeah. So, but the food's good. I enjoy uh-huh. it. Well, that's cool. It's right across the street from Hello Dolly right now. And uh, yeah, and I turned the court. We turned the corner, and there was a huge crowd gathering there. Like I guess, like the side stage door. Uh huh. And I was, and Bette Midler's in that show, and so is uh, David Hyde Pierce. David Hyde Pierce from Frasier. Okay. And I was like, oh my god, are they about to come out <laughs> and sign autographs or something? Like I would freak if that'd be so cool if I met them. And but, so what uh, happened? No, it was it was somebody else from the show that everyone else was going crazy for. But I really? Don't, I, yeah, I didn't know who the person was. I I looked him up afterwards, but I didn't know him. So like, doesn't really stand out. No, but it would have been super cool if I met <laughs> Bette Midler. I I can imagine you really freaking out for that. Yeah, I'd be like, I like Hocus Pocus is one of the best movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you, if you met her, would you be like, Hocus Pocus? No. No, you wouldn't? I, wouldn't. I would want, like, in my head, I would want to ask for, like, a bumper. And I, I know I don't think I would be able to. Now. I just, well, in, ge- I just in general hate asking people for, <laughs> for that stuff, but. I wish we did at, at PWS and stuff. Yeah, that we should have done way more of. But like sometimes when you do it, you get la- you people laugh in your face, and you're like, oh. And then it's like a moment where you're like, wow, screw that person. Yeah, I <laughs> wish that we stepped up to the plate and did that more instead of being political. But hey, man, I got we got us Kevin Steen. We yeah, got, we got Billy Graham. We did it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. Yeah. We 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 even bargained with Iron Sheik's handler. Yeah. It's funny, um, it's funny cuz like yesterday or two day two days ago was like the day we went with Rocky Johnson and drove so drove weird. And picked him up from the airport and drove with him. Yeah. It's like I still I I will I'll never know what he was referring to the rock as, but I know it wasn't son, I know it wasn't the rock, I know it wasn't Dwayne. And I I I just we just knew he was talking about The Rock. I really don't know. Yeah. I thought he was spe- saying, the like, Rocky. Or no, he, he wasn't saying anything like that. Maybe I, I, I really don't remember. Yeah. That was another thing. We didn't take pictures. Yeah. We should have done a car ride video right along with him. <laughs> yeah, right. I think that, that would be appropriate, though. No? We almost picked up Bret Hart that day. But he oh, turned in. He turned into. 
we got a four out of ten rating. Yeah, and, uh, you turned us into Rocky Johnson, which we were more than pleased with. Of course. I mean, I broke his luggage, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. But after after I went to juniors, we like had so much time to just kill in the city, so we walked around, and uh, we went from like we went to like a few of those like New York City tourist shops because my friend was hunting for pops. Oh, okay. And he's in like a pop hunter group, and they say go to those shops. I'm like, no one's Which buying pops. Fake. Yeah, I was like, nobody's buying pops from these from these tourist shops. And you go into them, and they're like selling like pops for like twelve bucks, thirteen bucks, way overpriced for them. Yeah, on Amazon, they're like, I usually get them when they're between five and eight and uh, ten dollars. Yeah. Then we went to a place called Think Geek, which is part of GameStop. Yeah, I've been there before a few times. Yeah, and they were selling pops. They had—I don't understand—like they had like newer pops. Like they had, they had the Goldberg and the Mick Foley pops, which those were normal price. But then they had like from Silicon Valley those pops. Yeah, I don't know if you know the HBO show. Yep, yep. They had those, but those were five dollars each, which I don't understand why they were. They like all those, those just came out. Yeah, they they have every a lot there. And then like they were selling like Eva Marie three bucks, John Cena five bucks. Oh really? Yeah, I would have bought those. Yeah, well, I don't need them, so I didn't buy them. Well, I probably would have bought it for three dollars. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have purchased it. I, there's no need for it. I don't need pops unless I'm getting them signed or I know the person. Yeah. So there's a they have a few really cool pops out there though. I like the Stranger Things ones. I honestly, I think one of the best pops. In general, the the set is the the new from FYE, FYE the New Day ones, where they have the the bootios and everything. Oh yeah, I think those are cool. Yeah, those are really cool. Um, hopefully Matt gets one soon. Yeah, I don't understand what they're waiting for. Yeah, he's in all their videos. He's collects them. He has a ton of them. He has it in with them. Yeah, I don't understand. He goes to all the conventions and gets them for free. Yeah. I I don't get it. Yeah. But after we went to we went to Midtown Comics, I said that, right? Yeah. Uh, oh no, I didn't say that we no. did. But we went there. I just I wasn't walking up seven flights of steps, so I stayed outside. And uh, and we were gonna go to I asked Brad, cousin Brad, what yeah. he's he's been on the show, what uh what, what I should do in New York City. He goes, Oh, go to Bryant Park. I was like, what is it? You just sit there? It's nothing really to do. So I looked it up. It's a lot smaller than I thought. Yeah, it's just like a – it's just yeah, a, it's, intersection, it's a, intersection. Like it's – Yeah, so we went, land. That's we went there and you couldn't get in because it was too crowded. There was a dance party going on. Huh. It's like only in New York City. Like what the heck? Dance party. Yeah, I didn't – I, I don't know. I didn't understand that. I don't know why. Yeah, people were just dancing in the city. So, all right. And then we went to the Manhattan Mall, which I've never, twenty-eight years old on Tuesday, never once (laughs) been to. Wow, twenty-eight going on thirty. Yeah, Yeah, he's coming up close. Yeah, not really though. So, thirty's nipping on your heels. Uh, Yeah, well, 
But I mean, you've never been to the Manhattan Mall, right? No, I had no clue that it was even there until you told me. Yeah, I, I still, I don't even understand how I, and it's right on 33rd Street. Now, how did you end up there? We were just walking, and I, like, we, we literally were walking up the block, and we, we were right in front of it, and he goes, oh, what's the Manhattan Mall? I was like, Manhattan Mall? And I look, and I was like, yo, that's what they said, there's a Toys R Us in there, because <clears throat> the one in Times Square is closed. Now there's a Toys R Us Express. And he goes, you want to go in? I was like, whatever. We got tons of time to kill. So we went in there. And I was like, this place is like, it looked like, to me, it was like as if it was like somebody's house, except they turned that into a bunch of stores. Interesting. But it's like, because they have like the, the checkerboard like floor. Uh-huh. So, and it was like high ceilings, not many people in there. So to me, it seemed like. It felt like somebody's house, like a rich person's house. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it was weird that there's a mall in New York City. There's not many stores in it, but it's still. That's interesting, though. Yeah. That's cool. Very cool. So you had a, an eventful uh, weekend. And after <clears throat> that, last well, we... week's episode, I kind of... I, Kind of, I mean, I didn't really trash them, but I kind of did. Starbucks. Uh huh. I went. Uh, I went to Starbucks, and I got. Oh. I waited on a long ass line, and I got a free water. Because you could wow. do that there. I, I went up. I was like, "Can I? Can I get a water?" Because I was like, I was thirsty. And uh, and they're like, "Oh yeah, just uh, you have to order it and wait online." I was like, "I have to wait online to order water." So I waited on the long line, and they uh, they gave me the water, and they didn't spell my name wrong. So, wow, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, you kind of go to Starbucks and you hope that they like will write some crazy name on there. I'm like, oh, I wonder what name it'll be, Brandon. Uh, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So if you get if you could uh, if you're in New York City, I'm gonna recommend you go see the price. It's closing. Next week or something, two weeks. Mm-hmm. Next Sunday. Yeah, so grab your tickets. Yeah, it's probably all sold out anyway. But yeah, well, my week was uh, pretty good. My week was pretty good. What'd you do? Uh, just clinical rotation, clinical rotation, and it is finally done. Done with my last clinical rotation. Next week, well, yeah, next week, this time, I will officially be uh, a doctor of physical therapy. Dr. Dave. Yeah, I will be Dr. Dave, which is kind of surreal, but there's a lot of hard work, but it's worth it. So very excited for that, very happy, very relieved. Now the next step is uh, studying for the board exam, which is going to be intense, but Definitely uh, capable of doing it and kicking butt. So, um, what else? I feel like there has been there was something else that that happened this week that I was just like, oh, I definitely want to bring this up on the show. And of course, like every time we talk about my week, I cannot recall what that. You should jot it down. I really should. Or you should pull up a calendar and see if any dates trigger you. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, it was kind of funny. The other day we went out, 
like all the uh, classes, the DPT classes, we went out together and they had karaoke at one of the uh, places. And I ended up, uh, they had like a little rally separating a little area where you could sit. And I ended up just standing on there. I had the spotlight on me and I just belted out friends in low places. It was amazing. But then, the, unfortunately, the second song that I started singing, um, oh, Journey, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, well, that's, my, a, that's a bad song for you to sing. Well, no, I mean, it was like more engaging everyone else. But my head, because of how congested I have been with allergies and everything, it just, my head started to split. Felt like it was splitting wide open. Every time I even spoke, my head felt like it was splitting. I like Eric was trying to talk to me. And I couldn't even respond to her. I couldn't respond to her verbally because my head was just in so much pain when I spoke. Because the notes are too high? No, just in general. Just in general. So what I did, I had the microphone and I just started to go around the entire bar to all of my friends, all everybody in the classes, just pat, like holding the mic to their face and getting everyone else to sync as a collaborative effort which was a lot of fun and uh, good times. Um, <coughs> excuse me. What else? What else? Um, I don't know what else. The Mets had a really sick game yesterday. They came back from a large deficit to win in the seventh. Well, yeah, how about, in the seventh. What, was, what was the other day? 23 and... Uh, 23 to 5. That was... That was... Our, that was the Mets. Sunday, Monday, earlier this week. That was the Mets. Yeah. But the Rangers are doing all right. Hopefully well, they what do you what are you going to do? What do you got to mention them on the show for, man? Well, we've mentioned the Mets. Yeah, but like the Mets, I don't care if they win or lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. like, we, we went this whole season without mentioning that word, and then all of a sudden you go ahead no, and mention it. Oh, we have it. it. Yeah, it's, we have. I, they, I, we didn't I, mention I, them at all. Has Zach been to a game? No. Really? Yeah. About Jared? Nope. That's different. But we didn't mention we didn't mention them at all, and you just jinxed it. So now they're probably going to lose. And now they're definitely going to lose because nope. Brendan chased the jinx. Wrong. You don't yeah. jinx the jinx. You can't jinx the jinx. You, just you can jinx. definitely jinx the jinx. You just jinx the jinx. No, you just jinx. If I jinx the jinx, then they would win. Yeah. So hopefully you jinx the jinx. I don't know. I don't know. But speaking of jinxing jinxes, April 30th, last Sunday, at the SAP Center in San Jose, California, Payback, WWE Payback. Why was this an event? I I don't even understand. Like, People were out there talking about how good this pay-per-view was. I was bored with a bunch of this. Yeah, I lost interest after the... Outside of two <laughs> matches, I think this pay-per-view was a wash, man. Honestly, after the Divas match. Women. They're not called Divas anymore, David. Sorry, the women's match. I fell out of. So who won? I, I beat you? You beat me, and Erica got her tally in before the pay-per-view, and she beat all of us. Well, she doesn't count, though, so no offense. Yeah, she beat all of us. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got four, you got five, she got six. So we kick it off. We got a pre-show match. We got Enzo and Cass taking on the club, defeating the club. Yeah, useless winning match. effort. 
It's completely I, useless. This doesn't doesn't do anything. I, what I don't get is at times I get vibes that they are planning on separating Enzo and Cass, where it's going to end up being – who's picking up all the losses when they lose? I don't know. Enzo. Is it though? <clears throat> yeah. He's the one that's always getting pinned and stuff like – it's always Cass carrying Enzo. So I feel like – and then how they had Cass in that uh, six-man match last week without Enzo's presence, I feel like – they're kind of starting to reach out feelers to test out Cass on his own and kind of fuel a little bit because I, I just feel like Cass is going to end up being, I'm sick and tired of losing and I'm done carrying you. And then that's it. And then Enzo, Cass breaks off and then Enzo, I don't know what would happen with Enzo. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess you would have to pair him with someone else, right? I mean... I can see Cass in the solo, but Enzo, I can't see really uh, as a solo guy. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, Cass Enzo pick up the victory over the club. Um, Miss TV segment on the kickoff show. Oh, with Balor. With Finn Balor. And Balor attacked Miss. Yeah. You don't have you don't have a universal championship on Raw, but you talk about it. Yeah, Balor said that's what he wants. He wants it back, and that's it. Yeah. As for the actual pay per view itself, you had for the United States Championship, where apparently it was only if if Jericho wins, he goes to SmackDown. It wasn't Kevin Owens going to Raw. I was under the impression it was they would swap brands. Yeah, I don't know why you, you thought that. Because every time they spoke about it, it was Jericho would switch brands. They never mentioned... Yeah, uh, I always I thought it was that. And I was very pleased with this victory because then that sends Kevin Owens to Monday Night Raw away from Sami Zayn, but I was wrong, so... So you're not good brand. with it? Nah, not particularly. I disagree with you in that aspect. I thought it was because, a waste of a match in general. Like, I, obviously, Chris Jericho, like, what's the point of him going to SmackDown? I I think he's it's leaving. a good point because there's a lot of... So, I, I like him on SmackDown. But it's like he's gone. So when he comes back, it's going to be on SmackDown. Who knows if he ever comes back? He probably will, but it'll be on SmackDown. But this, I thought that this was a good match. It was a good way to open the pay-per-view. And I was a big fan of the outcome because it was a swerve to all of the marks, like all the, the people out there that know Jericho is going to be touring with Fozzie. So, of course, we expect him to lose. I mean, right. we all we predicted Kevin Owens to win. I based it off of that aspect. Well, even, even without him leaving for Fozzie, it, would, it still just makes no sense for him to win the title. I, I think I'm fine with it. I am okay with him winning it. But then, I mean, not to jump ahead, it makes it even worse. I love the fact with what they did the night at, uh, two nights after in relation to this. Because I feel like it keeps Jericho inter- intertwined with a lot of storylines. And I feel like I feel like he has a lot of – I can see him having better chemistry with people on SmackDown than on Raw. Well, I mean, you got the options of Jericho versus Nakamura. Exactly. Jericho Nakamura, Jericho AJ, which we, uh, yeah, we've seen. Jericho Ziggler. I mean, 
I, I like him over there. And then as a fallback, you could always put him back, put him back together with AJ, put him back together with Owens. That's not happening. No, but you, you, you can. One thing I really liked after this was Chris Jericho signing that uh, that list for the fan in the front row. Yeah, that's funny. I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, next up, you had Austin Aries picking up the victory over Neville. Uh, but this was by DQ, so the Cruiserweight champion is still Neville. It's funny. Uh, I, did I, I picked Aries, or did did you pick? Uh, you picked – we both picked Aries. Oh, okay. Yeah, we both picked Aries. I'm like – I'm so happy that Neville is still champion. So I agree. I mean, this – based off of the the – how when we first started, they were switching the title so many times from TJP to Kendrick and stuff like that. So I am very happy that he retained. And I think it's really good for him and his character. Yeah. And he, it, right it, now he's, he's, he's the longest reigning champion. Yeah. So I'm happy that, that, that he gets to continue to do that. And I thought yeah. in the way that he won the match or, or lost the match I should say was good because it was I, like right there I was like oh here we go here's Austin Aries is the going to be the champion yeah and he and takes then, advantage he, he knocks the ref over he uses the ref true heel fashion yeah and I think I, I think this match was uh, definitely a high point of the pay-per-view for me or of the network right. special I don't know if they're even calling them pay-per-views I anymore I, I call them pay-per-views yeah but I, I would really I understand cruiserweights is something that. But I really want to see these guys have the opportunity to face more people on the roster. You know, like I want to see Neville face Kevin Owens. Yeah, well, you get to see Sin Cara. You get to see Sin Cara wrestling. I want to see Aries take on AJ. Well, that's not going to happen. I mean, I hope at some point that we'll like we spoke about the other week about uh, Alistair Black. I hope that. We are going to see a breakout of the division. We can still maintain the division, like inter-division matches, but maybe here and there, breakout. So, I hope so. Next up, you had the Hardy Boys, the champions, pick up the victory to retain over Cesaro and Sheamus. Following the match, uh, heel turn by Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, just at, at first, you thought it was all going to be hockey-dory, and then they attacked them. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, I... I I love the aspect that the the camera view. I thought the production of it was very well because they had uh, the Hardy Boys on separate turnbuckles, but they didn't show the ramp. So you just saw Cesaro and Sheamus walk off and off camera, and then out of and then they kind of zoomed in on the turnbuckles, and then out of nowhere you just see Cesaro reach over uh, the turnbuckle, and I thought it was so it was kind of more of a surprise because you thought the ma- it was done. So I really like that. Yeah. Now, the next match is actually my high point of the pay-per-view. I was a big fan of this match. I have to say that I thought this and the Cruiserweight match was like, that was like the only two reasons to have watched Payback. Uh, The women's match, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Raw Women's uh, Championship on the line. Bailey defended against Alexa Bliss. Bailey in her hometown crowd, even with special T-shirts for the the event to celebrate that memorial, uh, memorable occasion. 
loses to Alexa Bliss. I I spoke about it. I keep on saying I spoke about we spoke about it last week, but <clears throat> I love the aspect that Alexa Bliss, a huge heel, picks up the victory over Bailey in her hometown crowd. And I was a big fan of that turnbuckle spot where she kicked out and uh, Bailey she tossed. just went right oh, well, into the turnbuckle. Yeah. I set it up for that DDT, but I like that spot because no matter how many times you. Who knows? Did she intend to hit it? Did she not? I mean, it it, it was sold really well. Yeah, and the outcome, I'm fine with it. Even though I, I did pick Bailey, I wanted Bailey to win it. Yeah, I picked Bliss. But I'm more than fine with this. She's now the first woman to be champion from both brands. Yeah, and I, I like I said, I think we could see Bailey versus Sasha Banks, non-title. Because I think Bliss versus Nia Jax could be cool. It could be a uh, not a David versus Goliath kind of an aspect. Uh, I think that would be really cool to see. Yeah, actually, curious what they would put on. I think she's the first champion in like in general to be from both brands. Yeah, because I, you you didn't have. I mean, the WWE champion. Was just Orton, and nope, none of these were champions on both brands. For after the draft, yeah, so she's the first person. Yeah, so that's awesome. Next up, you had Rollins pick up the victory over Samoa Joe with that like little fireman no. carry. Wasn't up next the House of Horrors? Oh, all right. yeah, yeah. You Which can talk about it, it, it makes it makes no sense. Like they 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 obviously they pre-taped the first part where like it starts like in the house of horrors, but like it it, it doesn't make sense. It was dark out, and the pay-per-view was in California. California, the, their match came on at like nine thirty or something, which would have been six thirty in California. So how is it dark? I don't know. And do they even have places like that in California? No, I guess people were sending us the Zillow for it in like, what was it, Missouri or something? Yeah, I mean, that looked like a far field and everything. I feel like California's more commercialized than that. How many hours away was it from? from Yeah, and then you brought up the fact that Randy Orton, like an idiot, shaved. Yeah. He went from being unshaven in the match, and then when he appears in the ring, he's shaven. Yeah. Like, the entire aspect of it, I really... It just, were- none of it makes sense. It really pissed me off. I'm, I'm standing with Jerry Lawler with this one. Jerry Lawler said he's a, such a fan of horror films, so he was looking forward to this match. Yeah. And it was just not good. There was, there was just, none of it made sense. Nothing was no. like... I feel like they were just trying. It was. It looked like a cheesy horror flick, with nothing really happening. It's it was like, like, oh my it, god, it, it how was, is Randy Orton going to escape the House of Horrors? He's trapped it, under a, a, a refrigerator. Exactly. It was like a. It was like. And a then the, yeah, and then the lights turn on, and Randy Orton's there, as if like, yeah. how did what did he Uber there? How did he get there faster it's, than? How did he get like there faster cheesy, than Bray Wyatt? It was like a cheesy chase scene in a horror movie, you know. 
where throughout the house, Randy is looking for Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt pops out here, pops out there, attacks there. Like, it looked like a cheesy chase scene. And, yeah, like you mentioned, how Bray Wyatt gets into the limo. Who was driving the limo? Yeah, that you what you said, I 100% almost expected the same exact thing, which absolutely would have made no sense. No, but, I mean, yeah. Where, where I, Undertaker I, turned around and goes, well, I mean, like, it would like, have been ordered in this case. But back in the day, Undertaker goes, where to? To Stephanie McMahon. And uh, But I was expecting Randy Orton to turn around and it'd be Orton. It wasn't. Yeah. But it just, I don't, it, none of that, no. That and then the Wyatt just, family could have been involved here. They weren't. I yeah, just, no, no Eric Rowan, no Harper. It's, uh, I think, it's, which makes even less sense, like, why, no why did Eric no Rowan, Abigail. why did Eric Rowan, that, that's, you're stupid for thinking that, sorry. No, no, but I'm just saying, in general, you had, you really had nothing, it was strictly It's just like, why, why was that match a thing with Eric Rowan on SmackDown last week? Like, what that, what did that do? Nothing. That yeah. But what did that do? I know. It, they, they should, it should have just been like a, a steel, like a, a different sort of cage match. Yeah. Like one of the old, like, just like steel bars, like a Punjabi prison just out of steel with other yeah, weapons and stuff. Yeah, could have easily been something like that. But I think that the way that they went about it was maybe they were trying to piggyback off of the... Uh, final deletion? Yeah, final deletion. But It's like final deletion. Uh, that was like cheesy too, but yeah, like that was, was good cheesy. Exactly. That was actually good cheesy. That was like low budget good. While this was just painfully bad. And um, yeah, but let's just go right into how we were mentioning it. But Jinder Mahal comes up behind Orton and it hits him with the. Well, the Sing Boys did first. Yeah. And then Jinder hits him with the WWE Championship. Yeah. Match. Well, this match at up. one point was on the line for the WWE title. And then they clicked that M- that Men in Black pen, and everyone, nope, God. you guys don't remember that. Yeah, everyone forgot. Like what? Like that? The whole, the whole point of this match was Randy. I get a rematch for the WWE Championship. Yeah, this was supposed to be the rematch for the championship. What are you gonna do? It was a stupid match. Bray Wyatt, the only person who could have won this match was Bray Wyatt. He gets a cheap victory with Jinder Mahal coming out and helping. So in that sense, doesn't make Randy Orton look weak. No, it just, it makes it, all of this look useless. Yeah, it was just, it, this match, it was not, it made no sense. Nothing. You, was, you, gave, you gave us a topic, a storyline to revolve a plot around. Whether it's Sister Abigail or even the championship belt with the rematch, and then right, it's like right at the end of the movie, you pull the entire uh, centering of that plot, and it's just like, wait, what? Why did this happen? But um, yeah. Next up, Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Samoa Joe with that uh, fireman's carry into a pin. Match did nothing for me. No. 
You call Samoa Joe a destroyer, and he gets destroyed. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Samoa Joe just doesn't do anything for me in general. This match, I think this match is super boring. I, I feel like the highlight was, for me, that women's match. Yeah. I mean, Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe just, it really did nothing. No. It was pointless. Not at all. It really was pointless. It doesn't make sense either. And, and unfortunately, as we find out on Raw, it continues. Yeah. But, Which, again, it still makes no sense for Raw, but... Uh, main event, you saw Braun Strowman, the monster Braun Strowman, defeat Roman Reigns. Um, what, yeah. Like, what do you even say about this match? Right? <clears throat> I mean, he really beat him up. Um, like, I, then... I appreciate all the Superman punches and all those spots and everything. But it just it didn't do... I don't know, man. You you build him as a monster. He should have been like one, two, done. But how yeah. did you do that to Roman Reigns? You can't. Yeah. And everyone was super happy with Reigns, uh, with with Strowman winning. Uh, uh-huh. I, I thought it was I thought it was a decent finish and everything, but uh, it didn't it didn't end after the pay per view ended. It ended on Raw Talk, um, where they had Braun Strowman. You you had. Roman Reigns getting checked out by doctors, whatever, being walked backstage. And he went to slam. They were going to load him into an ambulance, whatever. And Strowman slammed right through a, a, an ambulance door. Yeah. And then fell he into boxes. Took- and that, that took him out almost. Oh, it did take him out. Like, he, he <sighs> fell into empty cardboard boxes, and he just stayed there dazed out. Yeah. And then he... Goes to attack him again, and has the door slammed on him, and then he runs away. I just, I don't, that, like. It was awful. He's a monster, and he falls into boxes, and and he's down, he's out. Yeah. Disappointing. And that coughing up blood aspect and everything, disappointing. But, all right, let's move on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday. Which That's right. kicked off with Alexa Bliss having a celebration for her championship victory. Some would say it was a blissful ceremony. Yeah, with all the uh, women from Monday Night Raw out there. Uh, and this really, it was just a fantastic segment that showed off Alexa Bliss's mic skills. I agree. It was, it was big time. It was all Alexa Bliss. The spotlight was on her. And I was a huge fan of everything that happened with it. Yeah, and uh, Bailey ended up attacking her, and then they all brawled, which led into a match, which was already announced as a match. And they, like, commentary completely sold it as, like, oh, this just in, like, here's a match because of what happened in the ring. And it's like, they were literally talking about how they were having a match in the promos. It's like, I don't know, whatever. So the match took place. Alexa Bliss teamed up with Alicia Fox, Nia Jackson, Emma, and defeated Dana Brooke, Bailey, Mickey James, and Sasha Banks. Yeah, um, this match does nothing for me. It's like one spot that happens a lot in these kind of matches that like really pisses me off is the standoff spot. 
Where what it's do you like mean? where one person like gets out, like they get thrown out of the ring, whatever, and then both sides, heels and faces, drop off the apron and run. Like they sprint halfway around the ring just to get face to face with each other as if they're in West Side Story. Which I've never seen, but I yeah. just assume it's like that. I know. <clears throat> and I just I really hate that spot, but all Man. in all, this match, only thing it does for me is that uh, it just completely shows how awesome Alexa Bliss is. I agree. The DDT she yeah. does is great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, next up, you had Gallo. He's picked up the victory over Enzo. Which, uh, what what are they doing? This, I don't, yeah, are we they, done with this? Like, why are they dragging this feud on more? I don't understand. The club came out. The, cl- the club came out first, even and attacked Enzo and Cass before the match. And then the match happens, and Enzo... It should be done with. Yeah, I just... I want nothing to do with this feud. No. But... Uh, yeah, but unfortunately we're going to have it. Uh, after that, Seth Rollins was out there cutting a promo where he called out Brock Lesnar and the Universal Championship. He wants the title shot. Uh, Finn Balor came out, did the same thing, which led to Dean Ambrose coming out, saying that Raw should be about fighting champions, and that the Intercontinental Championship is the number one title on Raw, because Brock Lesnar is nowhere to be found. The Universal Champion Brock Lesnar is not anywhere to be found. So, he was saying how they should be challenging him for the title. Miz came out, said none of them deserve to be champion. And uh, then Dean Ambrose called up Kurt Angle, got an Intercontinental Championship number one contendership match made for the main event. And uh, yeah, so it was it was Rollins versus Miz versus Finn Balor for the number one contendership of the Intercontinental Championship. I was just, I don't understand why Ambrose was involved. Because he's the champion. I see champion. Yeah. He's, that's what his whole thing was. No, Brock Lesnar's not here. You can't challenge someone who's not here. I'm here. I'm a fighting champion. Challenge me. I want to fight. Okay. Gotcha. Who's Brock Lesnar? Makes more sense now. <clears throat> uh, up next, uh, they were kind of like going in and out of these Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns updates uh, throughout the whole night. Here, I just wanted to make mention that Michael Cole gave an update on Kalisto and noted that he's suffering from cervical trauma, which I have to say really pissed me off inside. Uh, The reactions of this pissed me off inside because wrestling fans, that was... Are idiots? Just a bunch of stupid idiots. I don't understand. They were like... uh, So many responses came back after Michael Cole said that, saying like, oh, is Kalisto transgender? Oh, I thought only women suffered from cervical trauma. This and that, and it's like, are you, like, where did you go to school that you don't know the difference between a cervix and a cervical thing? Region, cervical region. Like, cervical is your neck. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, I was blown away, and nobody was, like, correcting anybody. I didn't see anybody, like, cor- all I saw were people saying stupid things like that. Well, wrestling fans are very stupid. Wow. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> hey, they have the tendency to be. <laughs> and, like, stuff like like them reacting like that just makes it like, oh, yep, that's, yeah. 
Yeah. And I don't want to be rude towards people who thought that, but uh, learn, learn your, learn your terms. Yeah, learn your human anatomy. Up next, you had Akira Tozawa teaming up with Jack Gallagher and Rich Swan defeating Noam Dar, Brian Kendrick, and the Tony Nice. Um, interesting. <laughs> interesting what? The switch of the names there? Yeah. Uh, nice, just super impressive in this match. He had yeah. to, he had Tozawa up for the vertical suplex, and instead of... What is this? What is this? What is this noise? Sorry. What is that? You're good. What are those? Text messages? Yeah, I forgot to put my phone on silent. But instead of dropping Tony Nice down for a, a vertical suplex, he just tossed him and threw him onto the ropes. I thought that was awesome. And I thought Rich Swan, he hits a standing Harlem hangover. I, I guess you would call it that. Booker T said it's kind of like a Harlem hangover. I thought that was a pretty cool move there. But, uh... If WWE keeps putting out matches like this, then I think the cruiserweight division is gonna definitely get a bigger following to it. I hope so. Yeah, were I you, hope that beats this. Were you impressed with those moves? Yeah, it was good. Next up, you had Cruz take it on uh, Slater. Well, before that, you had Sheamus and Cesaro. Oh yeah, cutting a promo about what happened at Payback, uh, which I really I can't wait for more heel Cesaro. I really can't. And uh, they ended their promo by saying that they don't just set the bar. They are the bar. Hardys came out and uh, did the whole delete thing. And then they they ran off and they, they went to go fight Cesaro and Sheamus. And they, they ditched. They left. Yeah. So, good times. Yeah. Up next, that's when you had Apollo Crews taking on Heath Slater. They showed a clip. From earlier in the day where Apollo Crews was backstage talking to Heath Slater and Rhino. And Titus O'Neil came in and was like, if you want advice, you come to me. You don't go to them. And uh, standard Crews match. It wasn't... Uh, it Why wasn't... is Crews allowing him to do this? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe There was never he... a point where he accepted being a part of the brand. I guess because he won once with Titus and now he won again. Well, I don't know. I mean... He... He wants to win. I mean, he won the week before against Hawkins. Yeah, it's an interesting pairing with them, but I'll take it. Uh, I like I liked how afterwards they were taking the selfie, and Rhino got into the picture in the background and did like the thumbs up. I didn't see. Yeah, I thought that was funny. But I, like I said, I'm looking I, in 2017. I'm a fan of Titus O'Neil. I agree. I I've always been. I mean, from the start i always said i could see him as a champion but hopefully we get more of him yeah uh next we had kurt angle coming out where he was supposed to address everybody on the update of roman reigns and braun Strowman, but he got cut off by bray wyatt who introduced himself to him and said he was here to help him save raw which, Which it's I, like, first of all, it's really stupid that Bray Wyatt's not WWE champion. 100%. But I am interested in the storyline. Yeah, I'm curious to see where it goes, especially with his interactions with Balor from the week before and this yeah. week. And Bray, so. Bray, Bray asked Kurt Angle if he was going to walk with him and, and let him do his thing. Kurt's like, like, 
listen, this is my show. I don't know what you intend to do, but this is my show. And Bray's like, it might be your show, but this is my world. So, yeah, quoting some uh, Jeff Jarrett lyrics right there. My world, yeah. Yeah. But uh, you were supposed to give us an update on Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Didn't happen. And I think uh, not having either of them on the show kind of makes them look weak. More so Braun so Strowman because he was standing. Um, Roman Reigns was already off for, for two weeks prior. So this is now three weeks he's off of Monday Night Raw. And it stinks that this feud is not over. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't even know where it's leading to. I just can't imagine it continuing. It'll come back, kick up in uh, SummerSlam time. Unfortunately, yeah. One of them faces Brock Lesnar for the title or something like that. Hopefully it's broad. Up next, Austin Aries defeated TJP. I guess he's now being called that instead of TJ Perkins. I don't know. Someone listens to the podcast. But uh, Perkins is basically acting as Neville's henchman. To get uh, to get Aries out of the picture, but failed to do so in this match. I liked all the the selling that Aries did of the, the all the knee work that TJ Perkins did. Yeah, and uh, Aries and in the end was able to reverse the detonation kick into the last chancery. I, I like I like that reversal there. Yeah, but TJP after the match is locking the uh, leg lock and. Continuing just to it's an, it's quit an, the pain. It's, it's an E-bar, but... E-bar? But, <laughs> yeah, attacking Aries. Yeah, which I thought for sure we would have seen somebody like come out for the save, but no, it didn't happen. So looking forward to next week to see more. Yeah. Well, and hopefully soon we won't have to see TJP. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, like praying for him to get released or anything. I just want other people to get moved up on the roster. I, I just want him to stop dabbing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably why... Like, if he stops dabbing, I probably would want to see more of him. Oh, I wouldn't mind it, but he still dabs. So. Um, up next, just throughout the whole night, I was going to touch on that Dean Ambrose interviewed. It was originally, what's her name, Charlie Caruso, I think. And then she turned into Dean Ambrose interviewing Miz. And then Miz later on interviewed Rollins, and then he interviewed Balor here. I was a big fan of it because I... Really laughed out loud when he was just like, "Back to you, gorilla." Yeah, he was. It was. He was called himself Mean Dean Ambrose. Yeah. And uh, the Drifter appeared here too, and played some guitar. But uh, after that, we saw the Golden Truth backstage asking Kurt Angle for their championship tag team match. I think they asked that payback too. But uh, Angle said there's no way. They're just, their win loss record's terrible. And uh, Goldust is, Gold, is like, we really need this. We really need this. And Angle set up a tag team turmoil match for next week, which uh, I think it's Golden Truth, The Club, Cesaro, Sheamus. Um, who else is on Raw? Enzo and Cass. It's just all recyclical. Yeah, it's just everything keeps happening. It's the same exact storyline over and over again with these titles. Yeah, not clever, not clever. Like they just uh, literally they just did like the beat the clock challenge on SmackDown. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, 
Even before that, I think they had a tag turmoil match. I agree. Uh, Main event time, The Miz defeated Seth Rollins and Finn Balor to become the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, Not the championship he wanted. I mean, it really sucks that they just need to, that that they are having to build up another championship because Brock Lesnar is nowhere to be found. Yeah. I'm pleased with the outcome of this, though. I agree with you. It's interesting. Miz won again with the help of Bray Wyatt. Look at that. You forgot to shut off sound. I forgot to shut off sound. Yeah. What just <laughs> happened today? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Bray Wyatt came out again. First, before that, Samoa Joe took out Seth Rollins. So there, that continues that. But just when you thought Finn Balor had the opening to pin Miz, Finn Balor goes up for the coup de grace. Lights go out. Bray Wyatt appears. Pushes him off, Sister Abigail. Miz takes advantage of that after uh, Bray Wyatt disappeared. So, and I thought I thought Raw for the most part was super boring, uh, with an exception of this match. This match was really good. Yeah, this match was a lot of fun to watch, but everything else was just bland. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, think, that's, I, I think this coronation. I think maybe because payback was boring to me, that maybe. That's why I was bored with Raw. Because it was like, how many hours of Raw can you really sit through? Yeah. I said that a few weeks ago. Sometimes the three hours is good. Sometimes it's really just not. Yeah. I agree. Sometimes it's just tough to, very tough to get through. Yeah. Moving on to SmackDown. Uh, They opened up with a clip from earlier in the day showing Shane McMahon. Jinder Mahal was doing a photo shoot with the WWE Championship. And Shane McMahon came over there. What'd you say? I didn't understand that. What do you mean? He was like, I'm the WWE Champion now. And uh, nobody's like, no, you're not. Are you going to say no to Jinder? Are you going to hinder Jinder? I will not hit your gender. But Shane came over, took the title. He goes, you're not the champion. I'm going, to, re- like- I'm going to return this to the rightful owner. And uh, which, I mean, you'll probably agree with me. Who's the rightful owner of the title? The rightful owner? The rightful owner of the WWE Championship is, is Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, not Randy Orton. 100% Bray Wyatt should be champion. And I'll continue to say that. Yeah, but I, I don't understand. I don't like the fact that Jader gave it over so easily. After well, I guess maybe he, figures, maybe he figures he's going to be champion anyway soon, so. It that's didn't make sense. Was, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. But then we went over to the actual kickoff of SmackDown, and Shane kicked it off to congratulate Chris Jericho on winning the United States Championship and coming to SmackDown. But that did not go as planned since um, AJ Styles cut him off. Yeah, Kevin and then Owens, after that, Kevin Owens. Yeah, KO cut them off. And then AJ Styles is surprisingly brawling with Kevin Owens. Oh, yeah. I didn't really understand that. Me neither. But they brawled and... Uh, you had the rematch that night anyway, so... And AJ Styles is number one contender for the title. So maybe in that sense, he was like, stay away from him. I want I want him. I don't know. Yeah, it's... 
But lost uh, in translation. Next, the first match of the evening, you saw Jinder Mahal defeat Sami Zayn. Everyone thought going to SmackDown would be great for Sami Zayn. He could be pushed in the WWE title scene. I was one of those people. But uh, I agree with you. I thought the same exact thing. But it's just Sami Zayn floating around. Pretty much. The Singh brothers distracted Sami Zayn. Jinder Mahal was able to hit that Cobra Clutch slam. And that was it. That's all she wrote with it. Yeah. But next up, you ended up having uh, Ziggler backstage. He was talking to uh, three extra crew members over there. One of who was not even wearing shoes. Who doesn't wear shoes? Like, I don't even know, like, especially if you're, like, backstage at a WWE show. Like, what are you doing there without shoes on? Yeah. I mean, what happens if you step on something? Yeah, there's could be glass everywhere. You never know. Yeah. I mean, it's, not, he's it's not CZW, about, but. Yeah, right. But he's talking about uh, Nakamura and stuff. And it just so happens the entire time, Shane McMahon is, like, right next to him. And I thought that was awful. Like, the fact that he never realized that he's behind him the entire time. Well, yeah, whatever. But how do you feel about this whole handling of Nakamura? I mean, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even like he was off camera walking in on them. Well, I mean, Ziggler was not facing towards Shane. I Stupid. It takes but, away that pop aspect as to... But how do, you, from the life how do you feel about the way that they're handling Nakamura? Like is he, is he another one of those people that like just like Balor where like they were they made him return too soon and then like they call up Nakamura, do nothing really with him and then they announce like oh Nakamura is going to be making his in ring debut for SmackDown on the pay per view which is at, towards the end of the month. Um, I'm I'm fine with this with the way that they've been hyping him and building it up. But like he wasn't on SmackDown. He did he did nothing this week. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Hmm. I'm not salty. Why are you? Are well, I'm not salty. I don't know what salty means, but I I don't like it. I feel like it's like a Brock Lesnar situation almost. Huh? He's not there. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't bother me though. Hmm. Well, I'm not an Aiden in Aiden English about it. But uh, Ty Dillinger picking up the victory over Aiden English, uh, which I think I'm going to assume the new finisher he has is going to be the tiebreaker again. Uh-huh. Um, I assume it'll be that. The, the, the normal one was like the fireman's carry into a neck breaker over the knee. This was like, a, like an F5 into a face smasher onto his knee, which huh. I, I liked. So I don't know if there's going to be like another name for it or if it's just going to be the tiebreaker. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I think they could be doing more with Ty Dillinger to build him up. I, I like what they're doing with him. Yeah, but I think there's more to be done with him. Um, yeah. But Aiden English afterwards, he cried and, and threw a fit, ran into Chris Jericho. And uh, Jericho's like, there's no crying on SmackDown. And uh, then, like, kind of, like, cheered him up, but put him on the list anyway. Yeah. And put Ronnie on the list, too. I thought that was funny. 
It was it was definitely good. How do you not know uh, her name is Renee at that point though, right? What's that? I said, how do you not know her name is Renee at that point though, right? I got no comment. It was funny it's... on Talking Smack. Shane goes, "Oh, and he put you on the list." She goes, "No, he put Ronnie on the list." <laughs> yeah. Um. Next up, you had uh, Charlotte backstage. Yeah, Carmella, Natalia, and Tamina then attacked Charlotte. Yeah. Which Nothing. I she get tossed into a metal structure. She doesn't sell her back. Yep. She's sitting there selling the front of her, which leads right into a match. It was at first a handicap match: Carmella and Natalia versus Naomi. Charlotte was supposed to be her partner. She came limping out halfway through the match, got the hot tag, and was immediately fine. Yeah. No no selling of the injuries whatsoever. Commentary no. commentary is like, oh, she had to she had to be playing possum. No, or, no, or she, she, she just, just didn't sell the injuries that she yeah, was selling. No sugarcoated. She just forgot what she was doing. Yeah. I, I, mean, I hated that. Yeah, and then after it's the match, the first time be the last. after the match, it was like maybe Becky Lynch was going to turn heel, which I was like, hell yeah, I'm all for that. And then she attacks stupidly, attacks Charlotte, Tamina, and uh, not Charlotte, Natalia, Carmella, and Tamina. They get the better of I, her. I really wanted to see her turn on them. I, I did align too. with uh, Carmella and them. I did too because I did not want. I like I just don't need to see Charlotte and Becky Lynch teaming up. There was just no. so much history in there that they should not be ever teaming up again. She yeah. made Becky look like an idiot for months. Yep, and all of that is forgotten. Yeah, fortunately. Uh, next up, you ended up having Dolph Ziggler pick the victory over Sin Cara. Mister Mister Two Mister Two O Five Live himself, Sin Cara. Uh, I, I was a fan of it. I think it's a cool attire. I I hope it's not the one that they choose for him to be in for two K two K eighteen. Yeah, I feel like that'd be super difficult to to make into like normal attires. Well, actually, that's uh, not even the case. You could just that you you have the complete control of editing everything, so it wouldn't so really it wouldn't really matter if that was the case uh -huh. his attire. But uh, yeah, it's kind of more like uh, the original Sin Car in Mexico now, Mistezes, Mistezes. or, or Caristico, whatever they call him, whatever he calls himself now. That's what he kind of like. He like paints his body like that, or he huh. wears a bodysuit too. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, that's pretty cool. Yeah, how about what? Well, remember the time Dolph Ziggler was Sin Cara? No. Yeah, it was him one time. I don't remember at all. Uh, next up, you had the. Oh, uh, also, I just wanted in in with this match. Does beating Sin Cara make him look like a formidable opponent for Nakamura? No, it's not. It's not not a special victory. No, it's nothing. Nothing special at all. Yeah. But whatever. Yes, but like you were going to say, up yeah. next. Uh, the main event, Kevin Owens picking no, up the victory. Oh, fashion yeah, no. Police. Fashion Police. Uh, it was kind of like Law and Order, but like fun. 
Father of the Lord or Yeah, they had like the stuff in the background I thought was really funny. Like yeah, they it's had like all they, these Easter eggs. They had uh the Vince McMahon mugshot from Brooklyn a few years ago. Which then was put on a t shirt and it was a different mugshot, which how many mugshots did Vince McMahon get done? Um and then like they had uh John Cena, they had like a missing sticker on him. And a bunch of other ones. And I thought it was funny, they were like they had a big boss man up there, I believe. I don't I don't remember seeing that. They had a picture of Freddie Blassie there. Yeah. And I liked they were like uh they're like, Oh, it's Jimmy or they got Jay walking and he goes, And Jimmy walking. I thought that was yeah. funny. Yeah. It was funny. So I'm I mean I'm hopefully there'll be more of those segments. Um and hey, they're getting used. It's awesome. That's all that matters. I mean Talking about being used, what is the next episode of South Ball Wrestling? Yeah, I don't think they're, I think it's done. I don't know if it's a thing anymore. That's, just, unfortunately, doesn't make sense. Like that, like they should not have, like it should be like legit. Like they should just keep doing it. It was so over. Yeah, you could put that on it. I mean, who knows, maybe their work, they didn't expect it to blow up. And now they're going to put it on the network. Yeah, perhaps. I mean... I guess time will tell. Uh, main event of the evening, we saw for the United States Championship again, uh, Kevin Owens defeating Chris Jericho. New champion. Yeah, then after the match is really taken apart, Y2J. I had a whole, a huge problem with that whole like aftermath stuff, though. Not Why? Due, not due to Kevin Owens, not due to Chris Jericho, due to the EMTs. Dude, Jericho, after the match... Selling his neck. They call out the EMTs. They need EMTs for his neck. They did nothing to stabilize it. Kevin Owens attacks Chris Jericho's after the EMTs were out there. Hits him with another pop-up powerbomb. EMTs did nothing again to stabilize his neck. Kevin Owens came back to the ring. Attacked him again. Grabbed a chair. Puts, a, puts it around Jericho's neck. Smashes him into the ring, ape, uh, the ring post. EMT is still, again, nothing to stabilize nothing. Jericho's neck. Uh-uh. What? Yeah. The very first thing they should have done was get him a neck brace. I agree. <clears throat> so. Which reminds me the what I was going to say, I forgot to say before, with, the, uh, with Payback, with Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns. I mean, they have the ambulance twice now involved. It, most likely, I assume it'll be an ambulance match between them the next time we see them at Great Balls of Fire. And I hope not, because I don't care for any of this. Yeah, well, that's what it seems like it's going to be. Yeah. So. Um, all right, well, some things just to touch on. That, that was SmackDown. Uh, 205 Live, TJP defeated Lince Dorado. Which he does like, exist. Finally, Lince's yes. back on TV. And he had two two matches this week. He was also in action on main event. Yeah, uh, but I told you that's what happens. I told yeah. you that last week that I think they're always on main event. I didn't even know main event was still going on. Yeah, I don't know where it airs. I think it airs on TV somewhere. Yeah. Well, Drew, uh, Drew Gulak picked up the victory over Mustafa Ali after weeks of uh, antagonizing him. And then Norm Dar picked up the victory over Rich Swan. And then, as we mentioned, main event, Gulak defeated Gorado. No, you don't Axel tell people Hawkins. this. Nobody cares about main event. 
Wow. Hawkins, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins, no. Kurt Hawkins should have been used on Payback, and he should have been used on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Also, right, well, I was going to say, just just has nothing to do with current day wrestling, but May, I think it was like May, no, May 3rd, May 4th, uh, 2009 was when the episode of SmackDown aired, when we were, we went to Madison Square Garden, and we had the woo 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 sign. Yeah. Before Ryder debuted with that that whole gimmick. I was went, it before. Yeah, it was. You sure? Well, I mean, like he had it on like the dirt sheet and everything, but like the dirt mid, sheet. yeah, no, Miz, was, Miz and he was still doing show. the videos. No, 2009. He was when he debuted as the Long Island IC. Then how did we know that he to do woo woo woo? What do you mean? How did we know that? How did we know? Wait, how did was it before? He, no, it wasn't before. There's no way that of us knowing. Yeah, this was, he already had YouTube videos up. I don't think so. Yeah. It, but, but it would have been like it wasn't like his gimmick though as the Long Island IC. Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I really don't that. I don't think so. He was doing woo woo woo, you know it. Why um, why are we gonna hold up a sign that says woo woo you know it? I don't know. Now I'm super confused. That makes no sense to even... Because remember at the bar, he told us that night that he was going to be coming out with the with the, the one-legged trunks and stuff. That night at the bar? Yeah, after that, after we went, after Madison Square Garden, we went to Patty Power. That was the first day I met him. In 2009. Yeah, but we didn't know about woo-woo-woo. Right, he told us about it. I don't know how... I think you're you created a story in your head, dude. No, you already 100%. had stuff out there. There's no way it wasn't. But it wasn't like it wasn't him as the Long Island IZ. It was like him. He was on like the the Miz and John Morrison had a show called The Dirt Sheet, and he would come yeah. out woo 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 and do stuff on their show like that. It wasn't yes. like so we had we knew it from YouTube, but like but like we had it before he debuted the Long Island IZ gimmick is what I was saying. We had it because of But I'm saying, but we had it before it blew up like that. Yeah. And what I was going to say is that I was going through the episode on the WWE Network and I could not find for the life of me where, where the part was. And I think they edited it out and changed the commentary and everything to it. Interesting. And I that's don't weird. Know. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say, but I, I couldn't find it. Huh. Well, uh, just quickly going to note NXT action. Killian Dane victim the victory over Danny Birch. Birch has been be- being used a lot recently, so that's pretty cool. Heavy Machinery picked up victory over Watts and Kunzman. Do you think that they're going to be uh, uh, Watts and Kunzman? And I didn't write down their first. And then Heavy Heavy Machinery uh, cut a promo afterwards saying that they want to. Did they say they want to eat? Now, I don't know what they said. I don't know why I feel like they said eat, but... Well, I think I'm they, sure the tag team titles are not too far from their future. Yeah, it was as if they were challenging the tag team champions, so... Yeah. Uh, Hideo Itami made his in-ring date, uh, return. Picked up the victory over Reeves. So that's always fun. And then they had the number one contendership on the line for the women's title. 
the NXT women's title on the line. Uh, you had everyone on the roster pretty much. Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, everyone out there, including Candice LeRae. Um, the thing that I wanted to note, well, obviously, after the match, Asuka, well, no, during the match, Asuka came on out, interfered, took out uh, the remaining people involved in the match, uh, that being Nikki Cross, Ember Moon, and uh, Ruby Riot. And then I just wanted to note that Candice LeRae was taken out by Peyton Royce and uh, what's her face? Billy Kay. Yeah, Billy Kay. I thought that was a nice little uh, thing to do as a heel because they got a lot of booze after that. Yeah, I like that. But now TakeOver. Um, yeah. yeah. I, William Regal announced that TakeOver is going to be Fatal 4-Way. Nikki Cross versus Ruby Riot versus Asuka versus Edward Moon. And hopefully Billy Kay and Peyton Royce get involved and cause them all the match. Uh, yeah, they should be champions. Yeah. So, and that is all the sports entertainment talk. And we'll be back right here on Mark It Out. Hey, Mark It Out. It's the Long Island IZ, Zach Ryder. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Mark It Out, episode number 326. Uh, check out some merchandise, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Facebook.com slash out. Follow at out on Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, MarkinOut.com. Uh, check out YouTube.com slash MarkinOut11. Uh, going on to some outside the ring news. Billy Corgan of Smashing Pumpkins fame. Uh, former TNA. TNA uh, purchased the NWA. Interesting move, but I don't think that this is going to do anything for that. I think that's a bad move. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I don't – like, he's obviously – he wants to do something with wrestling so bad. Like, go out and build your own company. What, yeah, what, what, was, the thing, to... what was the thing he used to be involved with? Do you remember? Uh, oh, Revolution Pro? Yeah, is that – Rev like, Pro? Something like that. And like, I thought that was, like, his company from the ground up, but I guess it wasn't. I just I I don't see backing on everyone. Like, there's no reason to have like the NWA is nothing these days. No, I I literally I looked at the NWA champion. I was like, who is this person? Who is it? I don't I don't remember the guy's name. He was the he's the oldest champion ever though, fifty two something years old or something like that. Jeez. And it's just like I I, like there's the NWA is not what the NWA once was. Yeah. Like, if you purchased the NWA in the 90s, maybe that's even different. Like, even then it had some, some name power to it. Not to, right say, not to say afterwards that it, like, fell short. Like, TNA evolved out of NWA. But, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I think if you want to do something in wrestling, build it up yourself. Yeah, I don't think that that's a good move. But um, Sean Waltman, X-Pac, he was on his way back from the UK uh, to the UK for an indie event, and he unfortunately he missed his flight. But it was because he was arrested. Uh, there was rumors that he was missing. People didn't know where he was. Where his colleague that he does podcast with uh, spoke up for him, 
say that he is fine and stuff like that. And then he said on Twitter, uh, Xbox, that his disappearance was not drug-related. But now TMZ is reporting that Waltman was arrested for attempting to bring meth and marijuana through customs. Uh, he said he had a, he sa- said that he had a yeast infection and had uh, candida, cleanse castles on him, and no meth. But and he, he said that he had pot, but he said aside from marijuana, he's not doing drugs, and he's doing he's going to do drug tests and a polygraph and and do all that to clear his name. I hope I don't know what to believe. First off. You have to take everything with a grain of salt. I I will believe if there is a court order or police report out there, I will believe that. But when it comes to hearsay, I'm not, I don't know what to believe. But hopefully he did not relapse. Hopefully he has his life in order. And hopefully uh, this just blows over and he remains and, uh, being healthy. Yeah. Um, some other big news this week. Adam Cole, baby, he is a free agent. So what's next? New Japan, TNA. I don't understand. WWE. What, was, he, was he not already working in New Japan, or no? He never did. I don't believe he ever did. Huh. I don't think he ever had a match over there. But who knows? NXT. You already have Aries. You have Strong. You have a lot of these Ring of Honor guys pres- uh, present. Down there, he, wouldn't, he, no. wouldn't he have had to have? He definitely had matches over in New Japan. Uh, actually, yes. Because remember that the whole versus Kyle O'Reilly, the whole meet and greet. I mean, not the meet and greet, the whole uh, question and answer video that the Young Bucks put on their their YouTube. Yeah, he had a match versus Kyle O'Reilly, but I don't know if he ever wrestled under the like, re- like as. New Japan. Like, he always represented New, uh, Ring of Honor, I think. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully uh, he'll come to NXT and, and do things there. Yeah. Definitely talented guy. I remember when he first came up, we were all talking about him and Kyle O'Reilly because they had that huge match at Ring of Honor that uh, was just insane. But hopefully he uh, is on his way to NXT. Same thing with Kyle O'Reilly. So... Yeah, uh, Ricardo Rodriguez announced that he will be retiring from in-ring action in, fake it, in favor of teaching and training. I was going to say, like, yeah, he's not retired already? Yeah, I guess not. Now he is. Mean, all right. Uh, some other news, some return. Uh, Sawyer Fulton returned at an NXT Live event. Not with sanity. Right. Kind of disappointing with that, but... Agreed. Uh, maybe come time for sanity, he'll... Or come time for his, like, main roster return, he'll be with them again? I would definitely like that. Yeah, I hope. That's why I really hope for that. Yeah. I mean, I understand the fact that maybe they didn't want uh, two single wrestlers in there. Maybe they just wanted a female, a tag team, and Eric Young. As that singles uh, wrestler. So maybe that's yeah, why, because the they already man, have a tag team. Yeah, but what do you mean they already have a tag team? They were the tag team before the tag team. What do you mean? Fulton, it was Fulton and, and, and Wolf. And Wolf, yeah. Right, so. But then you bring in Damo. 
Right, so then it would came Killian Dane and, and Alexander Wolf. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably didn't want Dane as a singles wrestler. They probably only wanted Eric Young to represent the singles scene from Sanity on NXT. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, something else that's unfortunate, uh, Charlotte Flair. She is one of the uh, a new victim of the the nude leaks that has been ha- uh, happening and impacting a lot of uh, females out there and, and males. And it's very unfortunate that people went ahead and did this. So, and she did acknowledge this as a legit thing on her Twitter page. But in regard, it's just, I'm still baffled why people take uh, nude photos of themselves on their cameras. Yeah, but and, it's like that's a thing, like they're allowed to do it. They're allowed to do it, but I don't understand why. I don't understand why people tweet that out, text that out, uh, text that to other people, or save it on their phone. Uh, it to, it just mind blowing to me that you trust society and technology that much that you would put yourself out there in risk. Yeah. But, but it is unfortunate, and yeah, it's uh, unfortunate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any results? Uh, NYWC April Reigns take took place on the 29th. NYWC Sportatorium, Deer Park, New York. Mike Verner defeated King Mega. General Romero teaming up with JT Kaysen defeating the Fella Twins. Blake Morris defeated Devin Moore. Brittany Savage teaming up with GIT and J-Red defeating the house, the Hounds of Hatred via disqualification. You got the Starlet title online, Willow Nightingale and Sumi Sakai took... Uh, Took their match to a draw. So, no unfinished business there. Yeah, Private Party lost to Milk Chocolate. Yeah, and uh, Randy Summers did announce, I think we covered it, that he was retiring from pro wrestling in other promotions. The only place he's going to be wrestling is at NYWC, and it's the only place you're going to be seeing Milk Chocolate. You can, you're going to be seeing Brandon Watts elsewhere. But without Randy Summers. Yeah, which is so, super unfortunate. But Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. He's a great talent, great young talent. But if you, if you start to lose that fire and that passion and everything, you have, to, you have to do what's best for you. So we wish him the best of luck in continuing everything. Uh, six-way suicide match. Tyler Murphy defeated DJ Hyde, Alvin Alvarez, Angelo Andrews, and uh, Brandon Knight, and Talon. Yeah. Uh, Rex Lawless picked up the victory over Black G's. Fusion Championship on the line. The Big O successfully defended against the Greek God. Papadad. The NYWC Tag Team Championships were on the line. The champions, Anthony Lacerra and Jesse Vane, picked up. Uh, actually, no, they did not pick up a victory. The Benson brothers went to a double DQ with them. Yeah. Which I really like. Because the Benson brothers have really been making a name for themselves in NYWC. Especially after we saw that when we saw that gauntlet match. I think they eliminated like two tag teams in that match. Yeah. So but the main event of the evening, NYWC heavyweight title online. Bull James successfully defended against Scott Norton, former NWO member. Yeah. Uh, also some results. On the 29th of April, beyond looking California in Enfield, Connecticut, Brandon Watts defeated Rex Lawless. 
You got David Starr defeating Jay Freddy. Jordan Grace picked up the victory over Deanna Perrazzo. Jonathan Grisham defeated Michael Elgin. Dick Justice defeating Jarek. I'm a big fan of. Uh, you had Team Pazuzu pick up the victory over OI4K and Scarlett and Graves. Lefisto defeating Penelope Ford. Tracy Williams defeating Ace Romero. Johnny Silver defeating Kyle O'Reilly. And Joey Janela alongside Penelope Ford pick up the victory over Donovan Dijak. Yeah, and then big, the, big win for him. Big win for Joey Janela. Yeah, for Joey Janela. Like stop mid sentence. I was like, what? Oh, I said, I said you're like I, big win for him. Oh, I didn't oh, I said that. for him. Uh, and then the 30th of April, you had Beyond feeling Minnesota in Providence, Rhode Island. You had Wheeler Yuta defeating Jay Freddy. Joey Janela and Penelope Ford picked the victory over Ace Romero and Brian Malonis. Uh, David Starr defeating Tracy Williams. You also had a three-way elimination match. Deanna Perrazzo defeated Karen <laughs> Kay. Tasha Steeles. It's a cue. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dan Barry picking up the victory over Dick Justice. Uh, Jack yeah. won 20. Uh, and Johnny Cockstrong and Stan Styles as well as Swaggle. Yeah, EYFEO defeated American Destroyers. Uh, Team Pog picking up the victory over Alpha Sigma Sigma. Keith Lee defeated Michael Elgin. AR Fox defeating John Silver. And Doom Patrol defeated... Sabre Jr. and Grisham. It's Zack Sabre Jr. too, though. Uh, some uh, upcoming events taking place on the 12th of May. Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling War of the Worlds taking place here in New York City. Actually, not here because I'm on Long Island, but regardless, that's one ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. The Ring of Honor World Championship will be on the line. Um... It's going to be the winner of Christopher Daniels versus Matt Taven. Uh, Christopher Daniels is currently the champion, but it's going to be that versus Jay Lethal versus Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you got the world TV title line. Marty Skrull taking on Matt Seidel. Who just debuted with Impact two weeks ago. Yeah. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles will be on the line. The Young Bucks, the current champions, taking on Los Ingobernables de Japan. Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championship Chaos taking on Bully Ray and the Briscoes, the champions. Uh, Tanahashi taking on Adam Cole. Willow Spree taking on Jay Watt. War Machine taking on Los Ingobernables de Japan as well as Search and Destroy. Yeah, Frankie Kazari taking on Hangman Page. Yeah, so check uh, out. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, WSU, Battle Tested, for East New Jersey on the 13th. Uh, War Games Bash, The Reckoning taking on Leva Bates. Uh, Sandra Bell. Sandra Bell, Veda Scott, Missy Sampson, and Mia Yim. The WSU Championship will be on the line. The champion, Mercedes Martinez, taking on Nevaeh. Tag team title on the line. Fella Twins taking on Fella Academy. The WSU Spirit title taking on uh, champion, Kira Hogan, taking on Lana Austin. Jordan Grace taking on Faye Jackson. And Lefisto will be taking on Willow Nightingale. 
Yeah, CZW sacrifices for his New Jersey. Oh, David Starr will be taking on Sabre Jr. David Chris taking on Shane Strickland. Jake Chris taking on Sammy Callahan. Joe Janela taking on Matthew Tremont in a steel cage match. Uh, you're going to be seeing The Awakening taking on The Storm of the Entrails. And you got the championship, the heavyweight championship on the line in a steel cage match. Joe Gacy defended against Leo Rush. That's an interesting move to have two steel cage matches. That it is, but you know what? I'm all right with it. I wonder if that's like the legit Carter. I, I could imagine that being uh, back to back. To back. Hmm. So that was outside the ring news and the results of coming in the events. Dave, shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. It's howdy doody time. It's howdy doody time. You know, it's, it's right. funny. My my uncle was almost on that show, but he cried. What? Yeah, he cried and he didn't get. He didn't do it. He left. Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was almost on the howdy doody show. That's pretty cool. So these people promoted us this week. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, go follow on Twitter, Xavier at the Great X. Jonathan at Mr. Job Boss at Super Pixel TV One at underscore Frankie F Junior underscore at Baron Meister at Corey two seven five at Wrestling Memes. They have some awesome stuff over there at Certified Marks till the count of five. Pure underscore genius and. Montreal Broski, MTL Broski, that is, and you can check him out first thing in the morning on YouTube, youtube.com slash first thing in the morning show, and check him out on uh, KFIM Today podcast. He's a podcaster and Let's Play Gamer, so good deal. Hey, Brandon, any shout-outs? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs, waka waka. I am going to be starting this out with an anti-shout-out. Um, you might be included in this. All right. I'm not positive. What was Thursday? Thursday was May the 4th. Okay, so that's like a, a Star Wars reference. May, May the 4th be with you? Big time. It always has been. Now, what is the 5th? Revenge of the Fifth. Now that makes no sense, and that's where my anti-shoutout comes in, going to Star Wars fans, because the movie is Sith. It's not Fifth. Therefore, it should be Revenge of the Sixth. Shouldn't it? Like, today should be Revenge of the Sixth. Yesterday shouldn't have been Revenge of the Fifth. Like, that's not the, that's not the movie. Yeah, I see your argument. So, anti shout out to Star Wars fans for that. I see. I think uh, Revenge of the Sixth. Six. Did six. you Did you do anything for Cinco de Mayo? That's better. Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm uh, feeling like crummy. Oh so. yeah. Right. Well. Up next is a shout-out going to Live Nation's kickoff to summer promotion. Uh, because they're currently running a promo for most shows. Uh, most of like the summer shows, $20 flat rate, no no fees added on. 
so check it out. I think it goes to like the ninth, maybe. So go go buy some summer concert tickets, twenty bucks each. Yeah. Um. I almost bought tickets to see New Kids on the Block. Really? Yeah, because like I've seen them twice, both times. One, well, the first time I saw them, I I got for free. Yeah. The second time I saw them, I ended up I bought a cheap ticket, but I also won tickets to that same show. So I went. Uh-huh. I I paid. I still had a, a. I still paid, but I had better seats. Uh, and I thought both they were it was really good both times. I'm not like a huge New Kids on the Block fan or anything, but they have some good. Uh, they have some good songs, and uh, Boys to Men are on tour with them this year again. So I kind of want to see them, but I. Boys tonight. I don't think I'm gonna buy tickets, but I did buy tickets to see Cheap Trick, Foreigner, and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. There you go. That should be cool. So definitely go out, take advantage of the twenty dollar promotion. Last up is going to soundtracks, songs that defined history, which is a show on CNN. That documents how music goes side by side with historical events. Um, it's produced by The Rock's production company, so check it out huh. on CNN. It's a, it aired its third episode this week. Yeah, so, it's good. Yeah, I, I like it. I enjoyed it. I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then not a shout out, but just wanted to make mention of it. It is May. And ever since Owen Hart passed away in 1999, I like kind of just like dedicated the month of May to him. So I used the hashtag Owen Hart Memorial Month on Twitter. He was born in May. His birthday is actually tomorrow. Uh, yeah. He unfortunately passed away in May. So yeah, he was so much question mark in regards to his future because he had so much potential and so much light ahead of him. Just so young and. Such a travesty. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely one of my favorites. I think it's safe to say he's a favorite of a lot of people. Uh, probably the best heart in the heart family. I, I agree with that. I think he was a lot better. I mean, when you think about it, you Bret Hart, technical wrestler and everything like that. But then you also watch his matches and... You start to realize and see things that you don't see, but with Owen Hart, it's it's new, it's different. It's he was he brought Jap, uh, Japanese wrestling over to the WWE before a lot of wrestlers were. Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, moving on though, it is time for our our. Out moment of the week time, and I'm going to go with last week on Ring of Honor. Uh, Marty Skrull, the villain, he made his entrance, had a match, a really good match. Um, I marked out for the entrance. I really did. I've never seen his entrance. I've never, I've never really watched him in action outside of small clips. And I think it's so surreal that he was pretty much quickly discovered from the TNA TV show. The same thing that with Rockstar Spud. Yeah. Um, and he was the arrogant 
guy on the show, and he took his entire character and turned it into this super, this ultra villain, uh, where he breaks people's fingers in the matches, and his entrance I totally marked for because just hearing the crowd get amped up, and then he comes out wearing this plague mask that doctors used to wear, where it resembles uh, a duck's, be- uh, a, be- a bird's beak, and it was it's really cool and i'm a big fan of him and i definitely want to watch more marty squirrel matches so i i marked for that but Mm. yeah so that is marking out episode 326 pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans don't have to say that right now but thank you for listening thank you for supporting us we really do appreciate it go follow us on twitter at that at, at BTTG161, at Marking Out, at Dave the Rave underscore MO. Check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Give us a follow on Twitter. I already said that. Buy our t shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Go to YouTube. YouTube.com slash Marking Out 11. Uh, if you have anything to email us, Marking Out 1 at gmail.com. Um, also check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, MarkingOut.com, and we wish you, we wish you, the best of luck in your future endeavors.